Behold, trapped in a hellscape of their own invention, socially unaware old white men bound by the pretense of being fake lawyers yet knowing no law, no exquisite Latin terminology, they are inexplicably compelled to quibble over minutia, squabble over triflings and bicker like those who value their backyards far too highly without even knowing the difference between an easement and an alleyway. At this very moment, you have entered the heart of the law offices of quibble, squabble and bicker. Let's get started. Welcome to another edition of the Law Offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Bicker, brought to you today by the I Have a Burning Pain in My Crotch Lozenge. So that's our first sponsor for the uh, the newest season. If anybody has any other sponsors they want to come up with later, feel free. Anyway, today we have... Us? What was that, Greg? How much are they paying us? I believe it's negative $3. We owe them money. We have to pay them? Yes, Exactly. I'm using the product myself. <laughs> What's it taste like? Uh, cigarettes and bad dreams. <laughs> that sounds appropriate. All right. Well, today, today we have a very special guest, all the way from the uh, tropical island of Iceland. This is Einar Haraldson, who is a uh, a prominent, I think actor in iceland former police yeah. officer and uh, he's decided to come on our show well we'll figure out why later and uh our, our client for our fake law firm today is uh when cliches were new and INR, INR, if you choose at the halfway mark you can either help us deal with our new client or you can leave It'll be up to you. We, we don't force anybody anymore to stay and deal with what ridiculousness we talk about. At that. <laughs> so anyway, I do have a quick question for you, though. So um, are you personally descended from Vikings? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, because I know that your mother is Danish, your father is Icelandic, yeah. but do yeah. they come from other parts of the world? No, no, no. They are, they are, of course, they are pure Vikings. Oh, okay. And, and, and Icelandic. <laughs> okay. So you're definitely descended from Vikings then. Yeah, yeah. Are you the most famous person outside of Bjork from Iceland? Or are there more no, famous? More. <laughs> you're more famous than Bjork, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. right. She you're won't right. talk to us, but you will. So, yeah. I was going to say, do you know her? I mean, there can't be a lot of people there, right? I mean, like three three phone calls and you're on the phone with Bjork? <laughs> we are total, we are 360,000 population here. So Bjork is living in, in, in the States. Oh, wow. Yeah. But he probably yeah, can reach wow. her parents with no problem. Yeah, I have a phone number. <laughs> so <laughs> the whole country, the whole country of Iceland is 60,000 people? No, he said 360,000. That's still like a small Midwestern city. Well, that's like the size that's like the size of Portland almost. Yeah. Yes, like a big company in the US. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. They're the size of ExxonMobil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have that many meth addicts in Central Florida, so, you know. <laughs> it's all about how you these cut out the demographics. They could start their own nation. They should. Secede from the union. <laughs> they should. <laughs> Methlandia. Methlandia. <laughs> I love it. So, so um, how is it that you've gone from being a, a police? I mean, well, actually, I have another question. How bad is the crime rate in Iceland? I mean, how much work do the police officers do? But you just get a lot of cats out of trees. No, for example, uh, the police officers here in Iceland. We don't carry a gun uh -huh. because we we don't have so much crime right uh, so we have a SWAT team which we, if we, we which we can use but crime no were you on the SWAT team <clears throat> no yeah. okay no so so it's really only when when eric gets too drunk and somebody's yeah. got to go round him up <laughs> we got to get eric out of the tree <laughs> Ah, there's Eric again. <laughs> He's got strong Viking blood, Eric. So, were you he a patrolman? Were you were you a patrolman or a detective? Yeah. Or okay, I, I, I was both in. In the, first, I was patrolman, then detective. 
And what 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 uh, was the biggest crime you had to actually detect when you were? Um, what was yeah, the one we, we that affected you the most? The one that like tortured your soul the most? Oh, yeah. We had while I was there. We have, of course, we have a murder, but which we have to investigate. Uh huh. But not like in the U.S. No, we have our special murders here. You had yeah, one we, <laughs> Yeah, we have maybe one murder a one year, but you have a one one murder a minute. Yeah. I mean, is that, is that all? Murdered out, yeah, somebody just got murdered outside. We already don't care. <laughs> we already don't care. It's like the weather. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's murdery today. Extra murdery. Oh, okay. wow. so. Bring your umbrella. One, one, one I, I smell a death good. in the air today. It's, it's My trick knee's acting up. I think a lot of murders are happening. But but was there like, I mean, was it, was it, what was the main thing? Was it like burglaries? or petty theft, shoplifting? Burglaries, yeah. Just yeah. a lot of drunk tank stuff. Yeah. Like everybody yeah. was getting drunk, apparently. And yeah. Not just yeah. yeah. For example, now, it's, it's more now a day than before. We have people here from Eastern Europe. Yeah. All, oh, all the bad eggs. So you got uh, the Rus Russian mafias in Iceland. Exactly, now. exactly. Ah, okay. Ah, Igor and everybody. Igor. Yeah, yeah, Igor and everybody. They're even, they're worse than Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're worse than Eric. <laughs> so, how is the Icelandic police dealing with this uh, influx of Russian mafia coming in? Yeah, we are we are taking this seriously, and we have arrested them. So we have we have we have control over them. I guess it's got to be slightly easier to to deal with on an island nation um, yeah. in terms of people coming in because you know there's not a lot of places they can run to. They can't cross a lot of state lines or anything. Just run them right to the cliff, and they're like, "Okay, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I give up." And the yeah, biggest punishment right. is you like make them eat lutefisk or something, right? We 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 said you can jump or in a jail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, I, I am curious. What do you feed them in the jails? I mean, do you feed them really nice foods, or is it just bread and water in Icelandic jails? What no, do they, get? they are just like in the five-star hotel. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right, we're going to Iceland. We're committing crimes, guys. Yeah, yeah. In in Florida, they don't have air conditioning. Oh, really? Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forget the food. They're they're passing out from the heat. Well, I know you came on to talk about your police career. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk movies. How did we get to movies from... Yeah, how did you get into the film business from being a... Especially in Iceland. I mean, well, I guess all the industries in Iceland probably all work together because there's yeah. like five people was, who live there. When, when I was in the police force, I was also a secretary general for International Police Association, which is... Uh, a group of police fr friendship between the police officers around the world and mm -hmm. the the police in LAPD they invite me to come or stay with them six weeks and uh, most of my colleagues there they were bodyguards for the celebrities and that's why I, I met many of them and they said to me these celebrities which I met when I reach, when I retired, why not start in this business? Interesting. I said, I said okay, I will, I will think, I will think about it. And what insane but, Hollywood celebrity suggested you take your life in that direction? Yeah, I met, I met, for example, Elton John. Oh. I met, uh, yeah, I met uh, Sandra Bullock. I met uh, many of these big stars. And which Did one the was LAPD it? Is... Offer... Oh, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Greg. Did the LAPD officers like kind of suggest that you guys should like murder suspects more and beat the <laughs> shit out of people that you arrest? Like, hey, you guys aren't doing it right. You're being too nice. Yeah, like, really hurt them. Maybe kill them. Yeah. But I, I, I saw when I was there, I it just looked like uh, TV shows. They are asking for me. Oh, yeah. When they are arresting people, oh, we will arrest them. It's just like a show business. I I, I saw it how how they reaction their reaction, but it's okay. It's it was fun. 
they gave you like extra billy club lessons like how to like crack a skull really well <laughs> it's like yeah it's like get, it's in the wrist you got to use the wrist yeah i think it's mostly about planting drugs more than anything <laughs> in la in la, in LA. <laughs> yeah. is somebody's tv on or something i'm hearing like voices in the background somewhere Anybody? i don't have any sound here that's what I'm hearing. What Wait, was that? My TV. Sorry. <laughs> We're so exciting to him. He's watching TV while talking to us. He's watching a cop show. Probably. <laughs> it sounded kind of like a very breathy girl. <laughs> I was and getting kind of interested as to pretending, what it was. He was <laughs> pretending it was a TV, but in reality, like lift up his shirt and there we go. <laughs> That's my favorite kind of TV. <laughs> so you were a secretary general of an international police association. That's, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, the Icelandic section. Yeah, I was for seven years. I was that. So what does it mean to be secretary general? Is there a secretary major and a secretary captain? No, no. It's a, we have a we have a. This is called in English secretary general. Right. Not in, in not in. Not in U.S. language. Well, in Icelandic, what is what do they say? Yeah, we have we only call it a secretary. Okay. But in England, they call it secretary general. Oh, okay, because it's like an over of an overall uh, responsibility or something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they just said like he was a secretary. Football. They would expect him to take notes. <laughs> well, I think you probably and, would have to take and, notes and get coffee for everybody else who's coming. It's like the head honcho. If you will. Well, only if you will. <laughs> the big cheese. Yeah, the big kahuna. <laughs> so with um with going into acting, so Sandra Bullock is the one who told you to go into acting. Yeah. Or was it Elton John? Because if it was Elton John, oh, he shouldn't be giving <laughs> acting advice. No. He's <laughs> not an actor. Did he no, tell no. you to write songs and get into the recording industry? Oh, no. <laughs> No. Yeah, how is but, your singing uh, voice, Anar? <coughs> you like you like to hear? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is the most popular Icelandic folk song? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Shall I sing it for you? Yes. <laughs> is that what you want? <laughs> Yes, thank you. We would greatly yeah, appreciate. No, it. No. <laughs> Welcome to the acting song. business. Come on, yeah, you're yeah, a, you're a performing. This song doesn't like me. <laughs> what about the song. Icelandic national anthem? Could you sing us a few bars? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Uh oh, and then he went mute. Am I muted? Can anybody yeah, else? Have a better national anthem than we do. That's a prettier song. <laughs> it's a nice little melody. It's nice. Yeah. It sounds kind of colonizing. <laughs> so yeah, apparently, my internet that. went funky. I I missed like half of what he uh, sang. I missed half of it. it. Yeah. I, I saw yeah. his lips moving, but I heard no sound. So well, you was... you were looking cool because you were like this. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to see how that turns out later. Mm. Uh, it was good. <laughs> it didn't, last, didn't seem to last very long, though. Yeah, it was it was for which is weird because I'm like connected through cable. I shouldn't be having internet <laughs> issues for crying out loud so, so uh, Amar, what was your first role you got how did you start acting like what were your first few roles i, I, I my first role was in the sisterhood called sisterhood tv series well you were in sisterhood was that with Whoopi goldberg no it's a icelandic it's an icelandic tv show oh, oh yeah wow. i most of my it, it's a icelandic tv shows and uh, and two American movies, Copperhead Creek and uh, Ride the Wanted Trail, which will come out next year. Oh, okay. Uh, and then uh, I'm in January, I'm heading to Dallas, Texas, where I'm going to take part of some horror movie. 
Ooh, and I, nice. And after after that, I'm going to LA. And there's a TV series there. I have to. What's the what's the horror movie you're going to be in? Is it called Killer Icelandic Cop? <laughs> no, it's not your mom. Iceland. Maniac Icelandic Cop. <laughs> Beyond Bjork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's a, it's an American movie. It's, nothing, oh, so it's, a, it's a slasher film where they kill teenagers. <laughs> I will not say anything. Oh, that's, a, okay. that's a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think Lisa life, London's going to be in this. Who's going to be in it? Lisa London is Lisa London in this movie. Ana, do you know? She's a famous uh, horror actress in our country. I cannot say anything. Who is and what? Because okay, I'll, I I'm not it. allowed to. Yeah. So, so how know. do you how do you get these you have, roles? How do you get these these LA roles? These Hollywood roles I, coming I, out of Iceland. I mean, yeah, Stephen Joyner, he is my PR, uh-huh. and uh, he is the one who is working for me. Okay, so he's been getting you the roles. Yeah. Oh, that's he's, very nice. He, he is uh, working on it. Now, when, when you're doing these roles, are you playing somebody from Iceland or Scandinavia? No, or? no, 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 no. Okay. I'm just, just like an American detective or... Could you give us your American accent? Could yeah, you let me hear an American detective voice. American accent? <laughs> yeah, let me hear your American accent. Well, would you like to have him from Texas or from... Yeah, let's do Texas. <laughs> I want to hear Can your you Nebraskan say... accent. Can you go? Yeah, or like maybe, Northern... maybe like a South Dakota accent. Northern Tennessee might be kind of interesting. <laughs> Did you say you have the right to remain silent in Texas accent? <laughs> You've this is practice. You need practice, Anar, for your role. We're helping yeah. out here. Are you just not having? Are you just not getting any talking parts? Is that basically it? You just they they just yeah. Of course, I'm getting. Okay. I'm in, I'm in the main figure in the movie. You're the main figure in the American yeah. movie. We're playing American. Yeah. Police officer yeah. in Texas who has <laughs> no, no. no detectable yeah. accent. No. Okay. It's only, only. So you, so you could be an American policeman, but and you can have an accent as long as they say that you came from another country. That yeah. would then that would yeah. fit. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. otherwise it would be what? <laughs> like what state is he from? Is he from Maine? Are they talking that way in Maine now? Yeah, you could play a refugee from Iceland who settled in America. You got refugee status. Yeah, because of all of the terrorist activities in Iceland that caused them to have to yeah, leave. Yeah. You had to get asylum here from the terror, terrible Icelandic government that was nothing down his family. I, I've got the pitch. It's a, it's, a, it's a coven of witches who have escaped Iceland uh, to practice some nonsense in America, and he's the only cop... <laughs> Because he was watching these cats, yeah, yeah. He came to America to chase him down. Kind of a that's that works. You know. I think right, you've got brother, a right, bro. I think you've got a script there, Brendan. Yeah, he's yeah. working on it. That's right. Great elevator pitch. He's working Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think that would be an excellent story. I think that we could uh, do a whole series of Icelandic cop witch movies. Yeah. <laughs> In our, if you got more roles in America, did you would you want to move here, or you love Iceland? You, you want to be a Icelander, or would you want? Or do you think about moving here to be closer yeah. to the business? Yeah, I am. Yeah. So as soon as I get some roles, I will move. Of course, it's better to stay there and be here. How long? How long is the flight from Iceland to LA? Uh, it's takes uh, about uh, 10 hours direct flight. Got it. But it's a direct flight. Yeah, that's not too horrible. Anar, if you want a green card, I'll marry you. I got (laughs) nothing going. I don't mind. It'll be a fake marriage, of course. (laughs) He was a policeman, Greg. He can't do something like that. I think that's a whole other screenplay. (laughs) I married married Einar starring Greg Kinnear as Greg Pettix. I married Einar. Yeah, that, that is that's got a ring to it. 
It does. I just I'm I'm on fire tonight. I'm just bringing out the Hollywood in me. <laughs> so what are you what are you hoping to achieve with this Hollywood career? Do you expect to be in um on Broadway um or do you just want to do films or do you want to be films, films okay. and uh, yeah. I'm not so much in in the uh not a, not a stage actor. So, and oh. you came across as late in life. So, have you been taking acting lessons, or are you just yeah, pl- yeah. Are you just playing yourself the whole time? No, no, I have been taking here, and in here in Iceland. Okay. School, school. So you're kind of like Iceland's Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, I I really want to go to the improv theater in Iceland now for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be a hoot <laughs> well what exactly would you want uh all of our, our our millions and billions of listeners to know about you and your career what uh what's the most important thing they should know yeah to, to uh, see me in the movie if i can if i can get in the movie i would like to uh, be be uh, as good as the others uh-huh there so i can i already have a i have already already have a fans in the u.s <laughs> yeah i've seen you all about and on a lot of different podcasts so yeah yeah right. so what's, waves. What's, what's the next movie that you can talk to us about or what's the movie that's out that you could talk about you said you did a he said like ride the western wave or something like that ride the western wave what uh, no right right the, the the trails uh, yeah, I'll ride the uh, trails. Uh, Obviously, yeah, uh, I misheard uh, him completely. But but I have also a in movie in uh, in UK mm. called it's a like a karate film comedy comedy film. Oh oh, did you do some karate in that movie? No, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm more in judo. Not okay, <laughs> a judo guy. Okay, yeah. but. Yeah, what are we thinking? You're it's a the, guy, the gentle, the gentle. Then I have also in in uh, France, offer go to France to have a, in, take a movie there. How many languages can you speak? I can speak Icelandic, of course. Uh huh. That's English, good to know. In, English, Danish, Swedish, Norwegian, a little bit Spanish and uh, Filipino. Whoa. You, mean, you mean Tagalog? Yeah. Oh, okay. My wife, my wife is from Philippines. Oh, yeah. I actually went to high school in the Philippines. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I can actually find it on a map. Greg <laughs> <laughs> is still trying to find a map. <laughs> Somewhere on my phone. Yeah, there's one on your phone, Greg. I'll show you after the show. Yeah, please. Tech support. Mm-hmm. So, so there, did you ever want to be an actor when you were younger? Was it a little dream in the back of your head always? Yeah. Or you never yeah. thought about it? No, it, uh, it, it was in a dream when I was small, of course. And then, like, like I said, to, uh, 1991, when I went to U- U.S. with the LAPD, I got, I got this from, from the uh, celebrities. I should... I should when I retired, but I didn't think about it until 2005. And I, huh. I said, I, I, I stopped in the police, 93, and I didn't think about it going acting until 2005. Then I said, okay, I will now try take it to school and to see. Wow. Well, well you're doing that's... a remarkable job of just like getting your but, foot right into it. I mean, because you've got about yeah. 50. Fifteen acting credits to your yeah. uh, your name already, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I have been lucky. I'm a lucky punk. <laughs> right, because you were in Sisterhood, and I'm going to try to pronounce these various different shows that you were in, and I'm going to do yeah. them no justice whatsoever. I look forward to this, Matt. <laughs> you are in Stella Blomqvist Two. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Verbin. Ber- uh, <laughs> Uh, Black Sands, I can do. Um, yeah. Lenny Lugan and uh, Lenny Lugan, yeah. and Cooperhead Creek. <laughs> Lenny Lugan. 
Cooperhead Creek? Cooperhead Creek? Or Copperhead Creek in English. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Copperhead Creek. I was oh, trying okay. to Icelandicize it. Oh. oh, I see. And then there was Ride the Wanted Trail. That's what it was. Ride yeah. the Wanted yeah. Trail. So. Rail the, ride the Wanted Trail. And so and we... which of those did, were you the lead actor, the main actor in? Um, any of those? No, I was only uh, like a... One of one of them, uh, the actors inside. I was not the lead in this. Uh, do you like the guy standing off to the left? <laughs> yeah, I'm the one who who's behind there. <laughs> so what is like peeking up over the thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's what's going on over there, guys? So so you know when you said that you were interested in acting younger, what, yeah. who's who's a uh, Who's an actor or actress that you really go, oh man, they're the best? Or what's your favorite? What's your favorite when, movie? When, when I was young, Carrot Top. John John Wayne was, of course. John Wayne. Yeah, I'm that I'm that old. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we're that old too. We're that old too. <laughs> yes, we're very so, okay. John Wayne, and and was it would it be a John Wayne movie that would be your favorite movie, or were you? No, more fascinating. Yeah, what's more, your more favorite movie? Fascinating movie is when the King Eastwood. Vin Harry. Diesel. <laughs> oh, Clint Eastwood. I thought he said Vin Diesel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> Vin Diesel. I'm like, please tell me you're not like a Fast and Furious person. <laughs> no, I might have to just like bye. <laughs> Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Well, he was okay. a cop, so he's yeah. like dirty and in Iceland. Yeah. He wants to have yeah. the gun to be able to shoot the cops. That's, the, I think, where it comes from. It's like I want to be dirty Anar. Oh, yeah, dirty. You, can't, you, you can't get a more American tough guy than John Wayne and Clint Eastwood. That's yeah. You know. And actually, why not have a whole series of dirty Anar movies in Iceland anyway? <laughs> well, yeah, dirty. you know that just doesn't sound right. English, no, totally. They, Dirty they, Anar. Yeah, they, they think it's a, oh, it's yeah. a, like a... I've just seen the new Dirty Anar movie. No, no. no. <laughs> I don't watch porn. Sorry. I, don't, no. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're into, but I'm not there. No. And so he didn't say which celebrities told him to get into the business. Could have totally been... Um, Long Dong Silver. <laughs> Ron Jeremy or something. I was thinking like, more yeah. Nicolas, Nicolas Cage, you know, just kind of like, yeah, man, just do it. No, Anar looks a little bit like Nicolas Cage, honestly. <laughs> a little bit. It's like a similar, you know, he's male. He's, he's a man, oh. yes. <laughs> Anar, who are the tough guy actors that you like in the past, you know, 10, 20 years? Are there any other actors you emulate? Yeah, the, now newly is, is uh, Jason Statham. Oh, Jason Stratham is good. I yeah, like Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like him. So you're going to be doing an action flick where you're driving a car. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have to keep shoving like adrenaline into your heart or whatever it is. And... <laughs> that is my my goal is to be an action movie. <laughs> I could see you in Snatch. You could have been a character in that movie for sure. Uh -huh. See, like the Brad Pitt character. Well, no, but like one of one of the bad guys, like you know, henchmen or wise guys, kind of. He seems like he would be Iceland. I think Anna would make a good science teacher in a movie. A science teacher, <laughs> a two-fisted science teacher, though, who gets into lots of fights and car chases. One of those kind of science teachers. So, right. like Breaking so it, Bad. Yeah, yeah except know, he teaches know. biology. He teaches environmental science. I don't want to put you on the spot, but would you give us a John Wayne impression? Did you ever do John Wayne? <laughs> I cannot do, do John Wayne. Hey, Pilgrim. Come on, come on, Pilgrim. You hey, just got to throw the word Pilgrim in there and you're good. Pilgrim and you're good. Yeah, that's all you really pilgrim. need. He's not doing it. You're out of luck, no. Rick. Yeah. So who, <laughs> who would be your favorite Icelandic actor right now? Yeah. Because obviously there's going to be nobody that we know, but... Um, yeah. His name is Olaver Tari, Olafsson. 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 Does everybody in Iceland have the last name that ends with son, son. or daughter? Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
So like everyone belongs to some other person apparently with yeah, their last exactly. name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's about our father, our father's. So was your father's father. name actually Harold? Harold, yeah. Okay, so it does change every generation. Yeah. Everyone's last. So you don't have like a last name that goes I, back. I have a. I have a daughter. They are. And she's Einar's daughter. Got it. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, oh, wow. I had no idea that that's wow. how that was. Is that throughout the Scandinavian countries? No, it's, uh, I think it's only in, here in Iceland. Is it so you don't, like, have incest or something? Because I would <laughs> imagine, like, in a very small country like that, you got to watch out for tainting the bloodlines, you know, because... Uh, yeah. Because you don't know who's related to who, but if you have those as the last names, you go, oh, yeah, that's my oh, sister. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get married. Yeah. Because you need the last son. name to know if it's your sister or not. Oh, so some 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 uh, people are getting married, then, then they are already married, and they, oh, they realize, oh, he's my brother. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. It's like that. Wow. They already have a kid. That's why they let the Russians come in to help switch things up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, that's, not a good, that's not a good gene pool. There's a better gene pool. That's right. Everyone from the Maldives should be brought in. From Florida. No, not Florida. No. You do not want the people of Florida to come to Iceland. They, I don't know what they do. They'd be trying and to breed. Jumping into volcanoes and yeah, shooting up lava. <laughs> well you have like a live volcano in Reykjavik right now right that's yeah, like a yeah. tourist attraction of some kind it's actually yeah. spewing lava current regularly mm -hmm. right yeah like it's, downtown? It's, they, say, they say that it's the same it comes from the same uh, as in uh, Hawaii oh, oh deep, uh, in, deep in the uh, middle of the center of the earth so it is a tropical island then yeah, I wasn't wrong. Iceland is they, tropical. They share a very, a very long lava river. Yeah, so Anar looks speak. very yeah. Polynesian to me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're just getting him some flower lays and. <laughs> no one can tell the difference. Anar does Hawaii. Do you play something. ukulele too, Anar? No. Oh well, that's sad. <laughs> you like ruined my fantasy. Really? <laughs> yes. I had a. I was positive that you could uh, pull out a ukulele and give us some, some uh, tiny bubbles or something. <laughs> have you tried to get any roles in the Philippines? Since you know the languages of all. Oh, you'd probably you do have... great in the Philippines. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't. No, the, the, the Philippine culture, they really like Americans as celebrities who hang out there. And I think if you really – and they have an interesting uh, movie process there as well. I think you could do well in the Philippines. You should, should look into that. And, by the way, whenever you see your wife, tell her Mabuhay from me. So. Yeah, Mabuhay, yeah. <laughs> or you can say Ito Ong Beer. And uh, <laughs> she'll probably laugh if she hears uh, we, we have a We have a house in the Philippines. Oh yeah, which uh, which island? We, no, no, no. It's in in the uh, near uh, Takaytay. You know where that is? No, I don't know what that is at all. No, it's not north. It's uh, south of Manila. Oh, okay, so it's on Luzon then. Yeah, it's on Luzon. Yeah. Okay. Got it. I used to live in Subic Bay. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. North. Yes. Yes, but so you know. The military base. Yes, no, but no longer. <laughs> Now it's no. like a resort or something. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, I'm like going to take ask, Greg and Brendan there for a vacation. Someday. I'd like to ask oh, yeah. uh, Enar's wife if uh, if it's better to kill a cobra with a school bus or a school roller. She might have <laughs> from the Philippines. She might know. Oh, there's a, that's an excellent callback, Greg, to what our second episode. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good question. It's yeah, a it's a good question. question. I don't we know. never really resolved that one. Yeah, we never have. Well, it's like it was done with the school bus. Never saw it done with the steamroller. But uh, I'm you still positive it. the Cobra could outrun the steamroller. You're probably right. Unless you know, the steamroller is like a jacked steamroller that has like turbo on it or something. Or maybe it's a sleepy Cobra. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. If maybe the, he's yeah. he's cold. He hasn't been out in the sun all day. <laughs> he's not going to be cold really in the Philippines. It's like ninety degrees all year round. Maybe he's yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what if Vin Diesel was driving this team, Orlando? <laughs> that would be a whole different series of movies, cold. which I would I might actually watch if he was just <laughs> <laughs> killing cobras. To- Tokyo <laughs> drifting with steamrollers. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> while paving at the same time. Well, I think this is a good time to, to move into our client for the day. And, and Einar, I want to yeah. thank you very much for coming. Um, is there thank a, a website or anything else you'd like to promote? Yeah, I have uh, my website, www.einarharaldson.com. All right, Haraldson, everybody, is spelled H-A-R-A-L-D-S-S-O-N. And Anar is E I N A R, so you know, write that down, everybody. Anarherald.com. And, and if you're watching it on YouTube, you know, it'll be spelled out in the description below. You know, down yeah, below. it'll be it'll be in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. And then I have a, of course, Instagram and uh, and the Facebook. Of course, he has Instagram and Facebook. But are oh, you on? Are you on TikTok, Anar? That's the real. No, never, no, 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 no. Yeah, you need to get on TikTok. <laughs> you really, I, you would probably do well on TikTok, Anar. You want to grind here? Especially if you're oh, started doing the TikTok dances. <laughs> yeah. And All Brendan right. says that there's lots of witches on TikTok, and I think they would work with you on your Icelandic witch movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have a whole I have a whole TikTok witch connection. It's an Icelandic witches of TikTok thing. <laughs> so you have a choice. You can yeah. you can you can either leave now, or if you want, you can help us with our client today. And our client is. When cliches were new, so it's, I would it's your be choice. interested, Einar, to see what like Icelandic cliches there are. They're probably different than our cliches, maybe. Tough to go. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I think I go now. Okay, <laughs> smart man. <laughs> yeah, smart man. Yes. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. I'll be in touch with you, and I'll, I'll give you the link to yeah. when the show comes up, and then you can watch us talk about you after you're gone. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I'm happy to be with you. You are so great, guys. <laughs> well, thanks. You're at, it was fun to have you. Luckily, you don't know us per- personally, because that opinion would change. <laughs> so... Anyway, thank you very yeah. much, Anar. That was Anar Harrison, everybody. Icelandic actor, former police officer, and um, serial killer. So thank you, Anar, for being here. <laughs> thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye, Anar. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So onward to our nice. client. for the- He was fun. I don't I know like why it. he laughed at us all. But um, <laughs> our client for today, everybody, in case you're wondering, is when cliches were new. So at some point, everybody knows various different cliches, I'm sure, like uh, all for one, one for all, and all that glitters isn't gold, and and I'll get your panties in a twist, and all those things, which at some point, the first time, they were funny. And then a few times after that, they may may have been of use as well. But then they became tired and and annoying. And there's like a saying, which um, which is that a French poet, Gerard Dernerval said, the first man who compared a woman to a rose was a poet, the second, an imbecile. So you're about to witness a lot of imbecilic behavior, people. Yes. Sometimes they come back, though. Sometimes a cliche, you know, it's such a cliche, but it's just funny. It's like old timey. And I've sometimes been enamored. And for like a month or two, I'll just start saying some old cliche. And I, what, I find what would be an example of one that came back that wasn't a cliche? No, no, it was a cliche all this time, and I don't uh, like to say cliches. I'd like to think I'm above that, but sometimes they're just funny. You're fully original. I, yeah, they just it's sometimes they're just so weird and like some weird old saying, you know. It's like so. What would be one that you feel still holds up? I that can't has the same novelty as uh, when it was after no. it became annoying. It's probably a different novelty. At first, it was clever. Now it's just like some goofy old anachronism. It's like saying twenty three skidoo. Sometimes that's funny, even though it doesn't. It's not even said anymore. It's a dead. I don't, I don't even know if that's a cliche so much as it was just like a saying, like saying "yippee," you know. Yeah, but maybe at like the time it became a cliche. People would say, "You know, shut up with the twenty three skidoo already." Every time you're happy. Yeah, what does skidoo even mean, and where's the 23 come from? I don't well, know, but it's from 22. 
everybody's too twenty two skadoos, and then when there was twenty three, that's when all fucking shit broke loose, man. Twenty two skadoos sounds better anyway because it rhymes. There's twenty three skadoos. You're right. I like that. Twenty two skadoo. That's why it's twenty three. It doesn't rhyme. Oh, and wasn't there even a band that. that was named after it? Was like twenty Husker-Doo? Yes, that's no, that what was just Husker Doo. Yeah, <laughs> that was named after a board game from like Finland. <laughs> was it? Was it? Yeah. We should have asked Anna about that then. Yeah, he might but know about was, Finnish board games. I, this client has always fascinated me because there's cliches. Also, you know, not just sayings, but in movies and literature, there's certain cliches. And we all grew up with the stupid twist ending where it was all a dream. Some crazy shit happens. But some guy wrote that first. Who was that first author? Maybe he was in ancient Greece. Maybe he was in uh, the medieval times. Someone came up with that initial thing. Everyone you know, there, there, there's a modern day cliche. There are modern day cliches where we can say where they first came from. Like, uh, you had me at hello. Was that a cliche? Yeah. It's, it's become a cliche. It's totally become a cliche. When like you had me says, at hello like, came from what Jerry Maguire, right? Jerry Maguire, yeah. Yeah. And then it became used and overused and overused and overused and overused. But you know what's the big cliche that I'm, I can't believe be, is kept being used? And I, I'm curious who did it first. I can't remember. I probably saw the movie. Is somebody blows up something and then the two per, the heroes walk away slowly in slow motion. It's like, you know, when you blow up things, shrapnel falls from it, and it's very dangerous. So you're, talking about, like a visu- you're talking about a visual cliche. Yeah, it's a cliche, okay. though, and they still do that shit, and it's so dumb. Because when you blow something up, you don't want to be like just, yeah, I'm going to walk away calmly. You you could die. A big hunk oh, of metal could go obviously through your you're a, you're a badass if you're walking away from an explosion. Exactly. But, but our memes, like memes are a big thing now. And some of those now are becoming cliches. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Like that dinosaur yeah. one that's supposed to be like a philosopher or something like that. Like, and then those what were the the derp ones where it was like these strange faces that people made and they just got overused. So yeah, I mean that's like cliche in the information age. Right. right. So it's almost it's almost the, the yeah the amount of cliches that we have. If you start to think about memes as sort of modern cliches, the cliche business is booming. You know, there's like a whole world of people who collect cliches and trade cliches and monetize The the comment that something is booming is in and of itself a cliche, right? Sure. You know, but imagine the first time, though, somebody said that was booming. Like, where where do you think that derived from? Was it from... um, Where where would it be from? I I mean, where where do you usually use... What do you usually use the term booming for? It has to do with a voice, a voice or... Yeah, no, no, it's blowing up, it's exploding. Business right, is so, so exploding is the cliche. So the first time somebody said, yeah. your business is exploding, how did the other person take it? Did they I've never think... heard that. I've never heard your business is exploding. That's worrisome. You know, like, business oh. is booming. You've heard that before. Yeah, booming, but not Okay, exploding. so let's say, well, either way. So you used exploding as a synonym of booming so i'm just saying so the first time somebody said hey your business is booming to a guy and he goes my business isn't making loud noises what the hell are you talking about you know like how do you you, you think it's like it really really depends on how literal the person was that he was speaking to yeah you would have said that matt you would have you would have quibbled him and said well actually it's not booming it's just doing very successful somebody came to me and said your business is exploding i'd go I guess it is sort of blowing up in a weird way. Yes. I don't know. I don't know that I would go. It's not. I, I, think, I didn't really I think mean it in a literal sense. I meant it more like how you were talking about it, but yes. Yeah. I think, I think the thing that, that, that cliches do, they, they become analogies. They become shortcuts to saying long things. A lot of them, in my opinion, you know, like, you know, um, it's like the getting- writings on, like the writing is on the wall is 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 a, is a kind of a fancy way of saying that you know well this shit is you know this is going to come this is happening like you know shit's it's going to end you're over you're done right the chickens you know, have come so, home to roost but it's a it's a poetic way and i think a lot of them come from don't a lot of like clichés come from like some of them come all the way back from like lines out of shakespeare or something I'm sure yeah, i should they go back to freaking homer yeah, yeah. 
go back to the Iliad and the Odyssey. There's cliches that come all the way back from there. I don't know, remember what they are, but I know. I had the weirdest thing happened just this week. A woman I know in her 40s, she had this situation, and it was very apropos to say, have you ever heard of the old saying, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush? And she actually was like, I've never heard that. I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, you never heard that? And then I'd explain it to her what it means. That like, you know, don't get greedy. Well, you know, why did what would have happened if you hadn't explained it to her? How do you think she would have taken it? She would have just not known what I was talking about. Like Greg's drunk again, and he's <laughs> he's bad. He's talking know? about you birds and bushes. You don't think she could have logically pieced together that a bird that you have is worth two that it's, you don't have? You don't think she I could guess, have? Yeah, Maybe I she mean, just doesn't go around like capturing birds, and it didn't really like sink in or something. I've never <laughs> captured a bird. She's not like I a bird catcher meant. of some kind. Yeah, I just thought now, yeah, that she's never heard of that. I mean, that is kind of amazing. That she well, there's always the first time that we've heard of something like there, we've gone through our lives, and there's always been like a and it comes at different stages. So, when I was, I don't know, it's about 20, 30 years ago, the first time I heard the saying, You'll do what for how many cookies. Which apparently had been around for a long time. I don't know what that is. Never That's not a cliche to me. All right, so neither you. Neither of you guys have heard it before, but no, for me no. at the time, I had never heard it before either, but now it's been around for like decades that I am aware of. And I was just laughing because somebody said, you'll do what for how many cookies after some thing where somebody said they would do something. And I just thought that was really funny. But for me, it was like, oh, I'm coming in late on the chain of this cliche. And I felt kind of not stupid per se, but like out of the loop or something like, well, how did I miss this one? And I think that happens to people with various things over time too. You're like, oh, I, I, this is brand new for me. So whether your friend said, I don't know what that means. I can under, I can see it being a little bit disconcerting, you know, where you go, well. Yeah. It's almost like not knowing what a matchbook is or something. <laughs> well, that's a different, well there, there is certainly generational things. Like, like I know that um, I, I've, I've, I don't say it as much now as I used to, but I'd like say, see on the flip side. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's not going to mean, that's a cliche. It's not going to mean anything to somebody who's never fucking played a record. Does it come from records? You know I, mean? I think so. I don't know what else it would come from. I have no but idea. I don't think it comes from back. pancakes. <laughs> it could be. It could certainly be from pancakes. You're there's flipping pancakes. Like, yeah. There's also about the weird thing how cliches also are kind of sometimes are archetypes. I mean, there's a lot of things that are satisfying archetypes. For example, like um. Did you guys ever read about, you know, Joseph Campbell, the man of a thousand faces, or the hero of a thousand faces, so much heroic literature, even Star Wars, Road Warrior. It's based on the idea, we all love that, like, strong, silent, tough guy who's got some shitty past and is trying to redeem himself. It's such a cliche, but it's kind of like a cool archetype, too. It usually, it works. It keeps working. We want to see, we still read stories and see movies about that guy. I think it's, it's fascinating that you're bringing up visual cliches. Well, and the, I'm just thinking of verbal cliches. No, I'm I know, just finding that kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, what's the difference between a cliche and a trope? I think they're because very I, similar, but I think one of them similar. is I think what he's describing are more tropes because of the, the visual right. aspect of it, because it has to do with like a visual medium, like a, like movie tropes, like yeah, you know, manic yeah. pixie girls. And but I think some of them are rather, able to be used without being cliches yet. Right, I mean, to me, a cliche is a very is a very written, documented, like a saying not, or an aphorism. Yeah, like a like overused. a yeah, like a saying. Yeah. You know, like, although, but I think it came out of the written medium of the because the word cliche is like from the French, which means to click, and apparently it was based upon like the sound that a type machine would make when it was duplicating things. Really? That's where a cliche comes from. I do a little oh. bit of research before shows. Yeah. A tiny little bit. Little tiny. I think maybe cliches and tropes, the difference is cliche definitely has a more negative connotation. It's basically like, yeah, you're an imbecile for saying a cliche. Trope is just like, oh, you think about trends and, uh, you know, whatever. It's not as negative. Well, then the more I negative don't... statement than, than cliche is hackneyed. Hackneyed is a worse yeah. thing to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's cliche. a cliche. But that's hackneyed. That's, yeah. Yeah. And I get that, you know, writing copy for clients, you know, they're like, it's, it's level one is, that's kind of a cliche. And I'm like, oh, you're right. That's kind of a cliche. But if I get 
oh, this is hackneyed. I'm like, oh yeah, well, fuck you. You know, I mean, it's, it is, <laughs> it, it is, how it dare is you? the next, how dare you? How dare you accuse you of go, being old? <laughs> or you go home and bite your pillow and cry. Now that's a cliche, I, Greg. Yes. Biting my pillow has really never been a part of it, but okay. thanks for yes. asking. I'm glad you get in instead of sad you, you know what a pillow biter is right i mean that doesn't have anything to do with somebody who cries i have no idea you don't no, know you what a, look you don't up. know what the pillow biter i know is. <laughs> but i, just I was gonna say you should you should google that on your own then if you don't i know said that expression the other day and someone said i shouldn't say it anymore because now it's like not cool that seems like i mean if we're going to talk about some of the words i use as derogatory to me that's very derogatory yeah i was just i was just quoting you're a pillow biter oh no i wasn't i wasn't saying that but in waiting for guffman the hero who is gay he does say i'm gonna go home and bite my pillow because he's all frustrated yeah but he's culturally appropriating because he's not really gay it's kind of like it's kind of like uh gay face instead of blackface gay face yes wasn't that a batman villain (laughs) it was dick tracy Yes, gay face. Oh no, it's gay face. That's right, Kappa. You're never gonna catch me alive. Fabulous. Yeah, gay face. He's gonna mince his way into the bank and rob it. No. Mince out. He's gonna, he's gonna flit in there and wave a cloth or I don't know. This it, is an interesting fierce. cliche that I'm curious of, like how it came about, which is the saying, uh, uh, "Having the tail between your legs." And That's uh, what animals do. That makes sense. Dogs do yeah. that. When right. animals are, you know, but dumb. humans don't quite have a tail like that, so they're just yeah, like, so they're saying that the person is slinking away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if the person had a tail, I'll right, we'll throw that one legs. out. Let's do a cat got your tongue instead. Yeah, that one's weird. I don't understand that <laughs> one. Yeah, what, what did cat actually rip out somebody's tongue and when he and then he couldn't talk, so they. You know, I've had cats where their claws got stuck in like a in my cuticle once. And that's freaking painful. From your tongue. No, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm yeah. just, I'm just saying that's really freaking painful. So I could see, unfortunately, being in a circumstance where a cat could actually get your tongue with a claw or something. No, like I'm saying rip it out. Near it. Well, I don't know, but well, I think I, I don't think it's like you a full. It. it has caught it, but that doesn't mean it's removed it from your head. I was picturing that in my head. I pictured him running away with your tongue. Like, get back! Go back! Go back with my tongue! I think it's more like if you... (laughs) If you have an actual claw stuck in your tongue, the cat has got your tongue, without actually removing it from from your head. I I bet it goes back to some Middle Ages witchcraft bullshit, like cats would steal tongues because of witches. Well, we could take it back to maybe the bubonic plagues, where there's all the dead bodies around and, you know, possibly the cats are rummaging through for food, and they found a juicy little morsel in the head of some dead body, and they pulled that tongue out and went away with it. But I really think it probably comes from you know, them catching your tongue with a claw, and you're like, I can't talk because the freaking cat's got my tongue. However, Maybe. you got in a situation where the, your tongue and a cat's paw were in close proximity, you've got a problem. Well, you know, there's lots of cat people out there who, like, talk to their freaking cats and, you know, play with them or they kiss them. And you know, there could be certainly circumstances where that, that happens. I could see that happening from all the idiot cat owners out there. Pardon me for calling all of you cat owners idiots. I meant the idiot ones, not the all cat owners, just the idiot cat owners. But if the cat gets your testicles, then you're definitely up to something shady, probably. I think we should make that a new cliche. Cat got your testicles? testicles? Cat got your balls. I I don't know what that would apply to, because cat got your tongue means you're not able to say something. So if somebody says cat, that would be like, that would be, you use that for, for, right, for for people who need Viagra, we, we, you can use that for anybody who's using uh, AIDS to get it up. Cat got your testicles? Technically, technically the testicles have nothing to do with getting it up, so... No, but it would just be a colorful expression. Well, I mean, I, I think that's more of a, like, cat got your tongue, cat got your testicles, you're being kind of a wuss about something, you know? Like, why don't you go in and talk to that guy? Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. What, is a cat, the cat got your testicles? Oh, I guess oh, we yeah, could go for the more, the more testosterone-fueled yeah. um, 
that makes more sense. Right. Uh, it could work. It's the most testosterone. Okay. Because your balls. You testosterone. Your balls. Cat took <laughs> yes. your balls, ripped them off. And As opposed away. to the, the, the erectile dysfunction <laughs> testosterone issue. Yeah. Those are... That's not a testosterone issue. All I know is whatever you're doing with your hands seems to fit exactly with that statement. So another another one we could do is read between the lines. Yeah, kitty, kitty. Ah. <laughs> I'm a cat well, person. Ah. You're letting the person's cat get that close to your testicles. Anyway, reading between the lines. So, all right. So that would that have to do with like small print? You know, or what um, is this? You give someone the finger. But saying read between the lines, motherfucker, and then it's this. Yeah, that's what I'll start. Well, no, I don't think it started with that, Greg. That's came about much, much later. But that person was clever. Whoever first reading between the that. lines is essentially, you know, the statement of you need to look into this a little bit closer yeah. because there's hidden meanings of some kind. There's hidden yes. meanings, right? So, well, how often, that a... often in in old scripts, in old like where they would handwrite shit. Uh, the the monks and people who were doing all that transcribing would put you know stuff in the sides and in the you know in between the lines to explain things for the next person who was translating it or writing it down or whatever. Ah. The illuminated manuscripts. The yeah. Illuminati manuscripts. I saw some of those in a museum. Those things are like this big. They're the size of a big little book. Those things we used to read as kids, and they are so. You need a magnifying glass to see the detail. Like it's hard to believe a human being did those things. They're fucking that, amazing. That kind of makes me more um, knowledgeable about the concept of how many angels can dance on the head of a pin, because apparently those guys wrote really, really tiny, so maybe they could see all those little angels on their head of a yeah. pin. Yeah, <laughs> is that from the Bible? Yeah, a lot of uh, like cliches are from the Bible too. You know, people just say these things since the Bible was written. Sure, you know, it goes back a couple thousand years. There's lots of aphorisms and statements that come from the Bible. Yeah, like getting with a spoon. You know, yes. here in Florida, we, you know, everybody and their, you know, fucking uncle, another cliche. Yes, uh, that, that, those uh, are in Iceland. Talk, yeah, I was talking about, yeah. I was talking about how it was the calm before the storm, which is a cliche. Yes. But it's a, it's a, it's a truth in that it is a, an observable fact that before a storm comes, it often very does get very calm. It's like talking about the eye of a hurricane as well. You know, the cliche that goes with that. But the what fact the hell that was that? I believe that was them coming for Greg. There was some uh, hell's angel outside. <laughs> Sounded like a banshee. Was he dancing on the head of a pin? It's like yeah, how I many, know. how many hell's it. angels could ride a motorcycle on the head of a pin? I just, I just realized, guys. I wish today our names were all different, and I was Greg Pasqualison, and you were Matt, whatever your dad's name was. What? Oh. I should have done that in honor of Einar. If I knew that's how they named people in Iceland, it is kind of oh, fascinating. I would have been Brendan Danielson. Danielson. That sounds like a real name. See, the weird thing is, yeah, my dad goes by his middle name. So the question is, would I go by his first name or his middle name? Ah. The case. Yeah, my my wife's. Uh, my mother-in-law's maiden name is Danielson, in fact. Wow. Be because they're Scandinavian. Well, you know, Bjork, you know, speaking of Iceland, Bjork's last name ends with daughter Goodman's daughter as well. Yeah, Goodman's daughter. So she's Goodman's daughter. So, I, you know, that was a, a fascinating thing that came up at the end of that interview with A&R was just realizing that they don't keep the surnames. No, it just... So that would hence have, you know, potentially be a problem with knowing who you're related to after a certain amount of time. Because <laughs> I would think maybe everybody's name changes. At least if you're like, oh, you're a Haggerty, God, we might be related. But if it's like, oh, you're Brendan's son. Oh, well, I don't know. Which I'm, Brendan? Uh, Which Brendan are you I'm, the son of? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm Holly's daughter. You know, how many Hollies are there? I don't know. And that's the thing is all of your kids would have different last names. Well, I mean, half of right. them. Anyway. You know, you'd have two yeah. daughters and two sons. You had four kids, right? Yeah, I'd have, I'd have Dagny Holly Holly daughter and Bridget Holly daughter and Ian Brendan's son and Rourke Brendan's son. Yeah. No, I think it's all the man. I think good men is daughter. Goodman's daughter. It's the father always gets the name. Is it the father? So it would be Brendan's daughter? daughter. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. And they don't spell daughter like normal English people do. They spell it in their Icelandic way. Well, that's good because yeah. it would be a really long last name and hard to put in some of those forms of government offices. Well, no, it's actually pronounced the same way. It's D-O-T-T-I-R. 
D-O-T-T-I-R. Well, that's not bad. Doiter. Daughter. Daughter. Since we don't have Anar here to help us out, could you guys think of uh, what would be a good Icelandic cliche? Uh, don't put all your volcanoes in one basket. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> the fish is never good on the shore. <laughs> um, always check the birth certificate of the person you're going to have sex with. <laughs> well, you know she's a cousin. <laughs> Seventh cousin, cousin removed. It's okay. <laughs> All right, so last one, which I think applies for us, which is, and they all lived happily ever after. Yeah. Yeah. So after we end the show today, that's what will happen. We'll all live happily ever after, at least till next week's episode when we argue with each other again. Which is never true. That, that cliche <laughs> never pans out. It's a, it's a funny ending for a book, though. It's like, okay, we're, we don't really want to give you more details. We're just going to say that yeah. happily ever after. And you figure out what happily means. You know, yeah. in, your, in your minds, what does happily mean? Back then, happily was, well, none of us got the plague. I'm kind of happy about that. Yeah. You know, sure. um, I, uh, I'm able I... to uh, pay off my indentured servitude to my lord, finally, after 50 I... years working in the field. I'm I happy found a now. turnip for dinner. <laughs> it's shaped like a penis. Yes. And I'm going to turn it into a jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> that oh, would make all the happily. callbacks. That's right. Doing a few of them. Yeah, that would make somebody live happily ever after. At least, you know, for a few minutes until, like, they find out that, you know, the king's going to war again. You have to send away all of your kids yeah. to, uh, to be cannon fodder. Yeah, that's why no one's ever happily ever after. There's always a, a, a reckoning. Unless you're in Iceland, you know. But it does then, seem pretty nice there. But then the Russian mafia came and they kind of ruined it for them. Yeah, it's probably still way better than America, though, living in Iceland. You know, there is something to be said for living on an island nation, but I would feel trapped. Really? You know? Yeah, I mean, after a while, there's only so many places you can go. So you wouldn't want to move to Hawaii, which is like paradise on earth? Well, you know, I, I lived an on an, I lived on an island nation for yeah. three years. And, um, you know, I I lived maybe a couple of hundred yards from the beach. I hardly ever went to the beach. You know, and uh, for, for me, some of the more fascinating things in the Philippines are that they buried people above ground. That was an interesting thing to me. They just planted they them in the ground? <laughs> yeah, then they watered them every week. Half in, half out, just like. <laughs> no, they had they, they had the, the coffins were above ground because if they went under, they would possibly float out. Oh, yeah, same thing in Louisiana. Have you ever yeah. been to Louisiana? That's creepy when you like drive past the cemetery in Louisiana and they're all like stacked up, like it's like fuck. That's gross. Wow. Yeah, the other weird thing about the. The other thing we we'll the thing about the Philippines is very, very Catholic. That's not the weird part. But what they do is they have interesting rituals every Easter where some people will actually get themselves crucified to emulate what Christ went through on the cross. I've seen that in oh, movies. Yeah. Well, not only that, it starts, and I saw, I witnessed this like on a school bus going to school where they'd have guys who would wear sackcloth over their heads, like a black bag, and they would flagellate themselves and they would go on a walk. You know, and at the end of their walk, they go into the South China Sea, which is salt water, after they've, like, stripped their backs bare using these oh my God. cat and nine tails or whatever they used. So that was one way of purging themselves of sins. But then some of them would then go the next step, which was actually going, putting themselves on a cross, having nails hammered into their hands. And I'm not, and I'm not joking about that. They literally did that. They would just go up for, like, a few seconds, and they would come back down again and take the nails out. But, yeah, it was, like... A thing you know so i don't know if that happens because you're stuck on an island nation or some interesting perversion of uh, a mixture of whatever their native religion was combined with catholicism later they on. they do that in south in. america too they do that in other countries like brazil i think they do that same thing someone i think we can blame this all on the, we blame it on the spaniards and the italians that's really it's why catholicism that's what it is yeah. it's nuts yeah sorry so, catholics out there yeah but you're you're nuts some of them you know don't do that anymore <laughs> there's plenty that don't self-flagellate no i think a lot of catholics pretty much gave up on that a long time ago yeah they just do that yeah. verbally now anyway so that you know 
it's an interesting cliche that started with the Romans, which was crucifying people. <laughs> and it's definitely something Is people that a don't. <laughs> I think that's a trope. I don't appreciate it anymore. All right, well, that was our client for today, which is when cliches were new. We we did, you know, we kind of gave it a little bit of justice. And what was so. what was our sponsor for this episode again? I want to have like new sponsors every episode. So if you guys have one for future episodes, feel free to Wasn't come up. Was it with Exxon it. Gas? Exxon? No, no, I, th I think it was. Um, I have this Something burning sensation in my. Mints. I have this burning sensation in my loins, uh, lozenges. Lozenges, yeah, right. That's what it was. Are they suppositories or lozenges? That that tastes like cigarettes and bad dreams. Yes, that's correct. Which is basically what this podcast is all about. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for listening. Whoever's listening out there, I know that uh, the Happy Hour News team is probably listening. So it's a shout out to uh, Shanty and to uh, Sanchez El Dorado. Yay! And, uh, anyway, this has been the Lobs is Quibble Squabble and Bicker. Your consultation with the law offices of Quiddle, Squabble, and Picker has ended. You may pay your retainer at www.qsblaw.org. Please exit to the right of the water cooler and grab a candy from the front desk. We hope to see you again soon, but you need to leave now. I said leave. Why don't they ever listen? Get out. Get out.